Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Well, hello, world, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. We are live, live, live on Rumble. So good to see all of you today. If you're on the live chat, make sure that you send a message, smash that like button, give us a thumbs up. It's how we work the algorithm here over at Rumble. We're also live on Twitter. If you would like to retweet and send us a comment, of course, that always helps us with the algorithm as well. want to say hi to all of you on the live chat right now. It is already heating up. We have Mopar21222 with us saying good morning, everyone. Well, good morning, Mopar. Glad you're with us today. CJP Rumble, of course, with a thumbs up and a heart. We have a lot to get to today. I'm flying by the seat of my pants just a bit. I am, I am, my head is spinning from what I'm beginning to learn about what is going down on the border of the United States of America. And obviously, this is something that we have covered from time to time on the Shannon Joy Show. We covered it more extensively, even pre-COVID. During the Obama years, it seemed to have abated just a little bit during the Trump years, but nothing was ever done permanently to really address uh, the, the onslaught on the United States border. And it seemed many, many years ago, it was the poor huddled masses, the women and the children, the refugees making the long trek up through South America over the U.S. border and then shipped into the interior of the United States on a regular basis. But over the past 12 to 18 to 24 months even, it seems as if the makeup of those refugees is changing. It is now young, fighting-aged men, and we've talked about this on the program many, many times, and it just seems as if recently it has come to a head. Brett Weinstein with a blockbuster interview with Tucker Carlson on Twitter, garnering 10 million impressions in about 24 hours on this issue of not migration, but full-scale invasion, discussion of NGOs, international organizations, and even United States-backed NGOs and international organizations behind much of this effort, recruiting people from China, from, from Iran, terror cells, bringing them over into South America, creating an infrastructure, camps, roads, bridges to facilitate, you know, apps on their phone to facilitate this movement 
of of God knows who over the bar, the border of the United States of America. We've been talking about the razor wires and Governor Abbott and the Supreme Court and that constitutional crisis. And now the the half hearted and lame attempt Congress to rein this in only to make it worse by codifying and making legal 5,000 illegal immigrants over the border every month, along with hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine and Israel and other initiatives, military initiatives around the world. It's all coming at us very, very quickly. And it's happening very fast. And quite frankly, I'm having a hard time getting a handle on this. I was going to do, uh, we're ta- I've been talking to Steve Kirsch today on the program. And again, welcome everyone to the Shannon Joy Show. Make sure you share this show with everyone you know. We have a, a special guest last minute. Brian O'Shea is an expert in many of these matters. He is with Daily Clout, and he's going to help us work through some of these stories and some of the news of the day. Who can we trust? Who can't we trust? But this is a major issue. And we knew that in election year 2024, they were going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at us. Economic turmoil, uh, potential war, warfare, the invasion at the border, potentially a new disease X released in the United States of America, promoting yet another lockdown or lockdown scenario. People talking of even suspension of the election. We knew that this year was going to be insane. And we're only seven days into the month of February, and my head is already spinning. So we're going to bring Brian in in just a bit to discuss some of these issues. Uh, another interview that is really blowing my mind, Del Bigtree on Highwire had Michael Yan to talk about how sophisticated this operation is, how long-term this operation is. It's been happening for many, many years. There are many, many players. And... Uh, You know, we just need to get some footing here. This reminds me of the dark days of 2020 when all of a sudden a disease we'd never heard of, a virus, coronavirus, uh, was dominating the headlines everywhere, right-wing news media, left-wing news media. All of a sudden, the Republican president of the United States joining with governors all over the country, issuing nationwide lockdowns, two weeks to slow the spread the masking, the closures, the distancing, and then the rollout of the vaccine. But in those first six months, those first three months, it was really very murky. And I remember at that time really not being able to get a hold of what was going on, knowing that there were a lot of lies out there. There was a lot of propaganda. I wasn't believing what I was seeing on any of the mainstream news media, whether it was right or left. I knew that things didn't make sense. And there was a process then for me as a broadcaster of finding sources and figuring out like who are the good sources, who are the truth tellers, who are the people who've been on this beat for quite some time, who have consistency, who are transparent in their organization and how their organizations are funded, people who have been uh, consistent in their rhetoric. And that takes some time. And I feel as if this year on a whole host of issues, whether it's economic, financial, currencies, border, invasions, World War II or three, what's going on in, in Israel and Iran, that, that I'm in that process right now. As you guys know, I'm an independent operation. I am at this point a one-woman show and trying to find those good sources and bring you the best information I possibly can is, is a little more difficult for me. I take my time and sometimes I sit back and wait and observe, gather information, find good sources. And then at that point, I think I'll be able to make some more definitive 
um, comments and observations about what is going on. But I do know that something is happening. There is an operation. You don't have Tucker Carlson, Brett Weinstein platformed on Twitter with Elon pushing it out. A big interview with Michael Yan, who I vetted, actually, I looked into him about seven or eight months ago. He seems pretty legit to me as a source. Uh, but all of this happening at once, plus the the battle in Congress, all in the context of an election year, President of the United States tweeting out about Bud Light, of all things, right? So what what is going on? You know, I know that there is a lot of confusion out there. And so rather than go into, again, I mentioned I've been texting with Steve Kirsch. There is a lot going on on the vaccine front and new revelations coming out, new studies coming out about vaccine injury and death, turbo cancers. I am going to do that probably tomorrow and on Friday. Daniel Horowitz was supposed to be with us tomorrow. He has lost his voice from yelling at his mic over at Conservative Review. So I've rescheduled Daniel for Monday or Tuesday of next week. So tomorrow we're going to slow it down and we're going to look at some of those bigger studies and I might be able to get Steve Kirsch on for Friday. So we're going to get back into that medical freedom genre. We're going to talk about what's coming out um, because there is a lot of information, but it just feels, and I don't know about all of you, like everything, but the kitchen sink is just being thrown at us right now. I'm feeling it. I know you're feeling it. And when I do, when that happens, I just tend to pump the brakes a little bit. And again, go back to sources that that I know and that I trust. And there has been a very uh, consistent source out there. You guys know that I collaborate extensively with the amazing people over at Daily Clout. Ryan O'Shea is with Daily Clout, and he has an enormous amount of experience in this uh, this genre of of what is going down on the border. Uh, he is um, an investigator. He's the host of Daily Clouds Mostly Peaceful, and he's the co-host of Unrestricted Invasion. So he knows what he's talking about. And more important, I trust him. Uh, I've met him. Uh, we've collaborated together. We don't always agree on everything, which is another thing that I love about that. But I know that I can have him into this venue. We can throw some stuff down on the kitchen table. We can unpack it. We can talk about it from all of the different angles and come away with some kind of understanding of, of what is happening right now, the, the domestic implications of this, the political in- implications of this, and what this means in the larger context of the great reset, right? And the great new 21st century economy and global power structure that we see being built as I speak to you today. So all of this works together. And again, I'll be very honest with you as a presenter and a commentator, a one woman show, an independent, um, I'm not always the first to get things. I don't need to have the hot takes. I don't need to come to you and say, I know that this is going on or this is what's actually happening. I'm quite okay with sitting back, stepping back, and just kind of trying to figure this out and unpack it and um, do this puzzle with you on this show every day. And I think that sometimes that's the best way to do it. So I am kind of throwing my original show out the window today. And I contacted Brian earlier this morning um, as I was watching what was going down on Twitter. This is really heating up. And he agreed to come on the show and and try to to figure some of this stuff out. So we're flying by the seat of our pants today on the Shannon Joy Show. And that's what we do here on our live. So thankful to our sponsors. We're going to go to break in a moment. And then I'm going to bring Brian right in and we're going to get started. That's one of the reasons that we're starting a little bit late today as well. Again, I'm looking at the live chat. We have Studio studio 8424 with us on Rumble. Great to see you. Bones Mama One is with us as well. And uh, yeah, if you guys can give us a thumbs up, 
smash that like button, give us a comment on the live chat and share with everyone you know right here on Rumble. This is how we bust up that algorithm and organically in a very real way grow this show, not only on Rumble, but also on Twitter, our podcast platforms, and of course, our partners over at Spreely TV on uh, Roku TV and Apple TV as well. We are uh, growing and that is a good thing. So we're going to be back in a moment to bring in Brian O'Shea to try to figure out what the heck is going on down on the border of the United States of America and what is that going to mean to you. We will be back in a moment to continue the show right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend, and they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens, so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. Hi, my name is Quinn Pittman. I grew up here in these Florida woods. I like to hunt and fish on our land in Osteen, Florida. When I was seven, I asked my parents if I could have a couple of milk coats so I can make cheese. I am 14 now and I have a small goat herd. My dad built this barn to keep my goats safe from the bobcats and coyotes that sometimes roam our land. I milk them every day before school. I love spending time with my goats. I make ice cream and milk for some of my friends that are allergic to cow's milk because every kid should be able to eat ice cream. I also make goat milk soap. It is better for your skin, it won't dry out, and it lasts a long time. I make it on my back porch with my mom. If you would like to try my soap, you can order it at qpgoatsoap.com. Place an order and we will make sure that you have fragrant, freshly cured goat milk soap in your home, just like we have in ours. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. And yes, make sure you support the supporters of the Shannon Joy Show. We love the folks over at QP Goat Soap. Dana Pittman is amazing. She's the matriarch. Uh, Quinn Pittman is her son, and they started this amazing company so many years ago. It is a locally owned, independent company, and they make the best, the best, the best organic, natural goat soap on the face of the planet. I have been using it for about six months, and the entire Joy family 
is using QP Goat Soap. It is so moisturizing. It is the best. And you can get 10% off when you go to QPGoatSoap.com. That's QPGoatSoap.com. And make sure that you use that promo code J-O-Y. We are going to bring now into the Joy Virtual Studio. Our good friend Brian O'Shea is with us on the fly. Really appreciate you responding to me today um, you know, with my text and, and I'm watching this going down on Twitter there. I mean, you have the Brett Weinstein video, all of a sudden this issue of the border, which a lot of people have been reporting on for quite some time is in the fore of the American, um, you know, sentiment and everyone is talking about it. It seems to me like something is going down, but there are so many angles to this. And I just want to start with, with, you know, what your observations are. Again, guys, Brian O'Shea, you can follow him on Twitter. His handle is Brian, B-R-I-A-N, O'Shea, S-H-E-A-S-P-I on Twitter. And uh, he is a regular contributor on Daily Cloud. Also, the husband of the amazing Naomi Wolf and just a good friend at the Shannon Joy Show. So let's just, let me just give you free reign right now to kind of go freestyle with your observations on on what is going on we know that this has that the border has been an issue for quite some time it just seems like all of a sudden everyone is talking about it everyone and it's and it's getting worse and worse and the problem is accelerating what are your thoughts uh well thanks for having me shannon always a pleasure to see you and shannon joy radio is looking strong sounding strong and and hopefully uh uh always a big, big weapon in this arsenal to protect our country. So we appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Um, what is going down? Well, this has been going down for a long time. And so let's start with the border. Okay. Well, let me give you the premise here. The premise is we are under attack. We've been under attack by the Chinese Communist Party at L. Um, that would be the Belt and Road that at L for quite some time, maybe even a decade, maybe more. Now, this is hard for people to see because when people think of warfare, they normally are focused on what the, uh, you know, the PLA or the People's Liberation Army, what their officers might refer to as the hardware of war. Now, the hardware of war is the uniforms, the guns, right. you know, the weapons, the, the tanks, you know, the, your traditional hardware, the gear. Uh, the software of war, as they refer to it, is the purpose of war. So when you think of the purpose of war, what would China want? What does anyone want with war? They want land and resources, plain right. and simple. China right. stated this very clearly that they want to essentially rule the world by 2049. They call it the China Rejuvenation 2049. So mm. that is the, the overall thing of what I see is happening. Um, right, right. Well, and, and there's also this, you know, I, I mentioned a very, very interesting kind of mind-blowing interview between Del Big Tree over at Highwire and Michael Yan, where he brings, I mean, China is certain certainly an element of this. They are players. And it's amazing some of the promotional videos that he showed on that interview of, of the Chinese government marketing to their people essentially a pipeline. Like it's almost tourism. Mm -hmm. Um, up through South America, over the border, into the country. And that's the more recent manifestation of the invasion. But prior to that, you had 
drug cartels. You had, you know, people coming up through um, South America that were South American. You also had elements of Hezbollah coming over from the Middle East and, and African, quote unquote, refugees. And that's what we've been seeing. You know, the images of the the border migration invasion is the it's it's young men fighting age. They clearly speak a different language, but they're they're certainly on a mission. A lot of them are well dressed. They're not the tired and the poor and the huddled masses. But this new um, Chinese migration or or invasion is is heavily funded. It is well organized. It is sophisticated. They have camps. They have roads and bridges, and they're making that journey through South America up to the U.S. border much more um, comfortable and much quicker than it ever has been before. But he mentioned it wasn't just China. There's also the the larger organization of the the United States of America and through our own government funding these international NGOs that are spending a ton of money to set up these camps in, you know, in in um, places like the Darien Gap and in Venezuela. But then also, um, you know, the the whole new world order elements, the World Health Organization, the United Nations. And so they would say that there are multiple angles here. China is one of them. What are your thoughts on the other angles, like the U.S. government itself, the State Department funding this stuff and also their connections with World, world you know, Economic Forum and the U.N.? Sure. Um, and that's, the, you know, that is a great observation. My, my take on all of that is pretty much just we'll start with the uh, with the U.S. government. I do believe based on the number of sister city programs, the number of uh, how much funding has come from the Chinese Communist Party into numerous uh, political uh, election campaigns and Biden's relationship with Xi Jinping, uh, I, I believe we have a wholly captured federal government. Right. who is pretty much owned and controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Mm-hmm. And that's where, so you see it on the face. Again, you're looking at the hardware and you see the U.S. participating in this. Um, but I, I see no reason for the U.S. to participate in this unless they are being controlled. Now, right. we've seen this numerous times uh, with Biden, with this, even Obama, um, and the, these, administ- these administrations. And even, you know, some of the Republican administrations where China controls them through a series of types of what they call warfare, regulatory warfare, um, diplomatic warfare, financial warfare. I mean, they have this this whole list that they came up with in 1999 to PLA colonels who wrote unrestricted warfare. And when you when you really break down the list of how they conduct war, and this is really doctrine now. It's not mm. exactly doctrine, but this is what they follow. Let me just run through a couple of these. I'll make it quick. Okay. Um, bear in mind, this was 1999. So okay. uh, some of the terminology uh, is strange, but atomic warfare, diplomatic warfare, financial warfare, conventional warfare, that would be kinetic warfare, right. network warfare, that would be hacking, trade warfare, biochemical warfare. Mm. Sounds like a train to me. Right. Um, intelligence warfare. Resources warfare. Look to the Great Lakes. Look how much water they're pumping out of the Great Lakes. That you know Chinese subsidiaries. Um, right. Look at the food supply. Look what's happening with the uh, lithium battery plants in Illinois. Uh, Goshen, a wholly owned uh, Chinese company, is setting up shop in Illinois to build these lithium batteries for electric vehicles. These destroy farmland. 
Yeah. And they're sure. buying up farmland and people are kind of forced to sell because if they don't sell, their farmland's going to get ruined anyways. They oh even word. asked for a tax break from Dick Durbin. Right. So you have that happening, but then you also have things like psychological warfare. That would be your TikTok, which is mm -hmm. also where you can find your instructions on how to bypass our border and get here quickly. Economic aid warfare, helping all those countries uh, with aid and assistance, those Belt and Road countries, so that way um, they do what China wants. And if they're in the Belt and Road, they kind of have to anyways. It's part of right. the term contract. Can, um, can you talk for yeah. a moment about that Belt and Road very quickly? And, and I remember doing a, a deep dive on this many, many years ago in in. You know, when I was studying uh, the United Nations, the UN Agenda 21, the UN Agenda 2030, and um, these these global banking and financial organizations that 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 essentially choose a country, and and back then it was it was China, right? It was okay, the United States of America. You had your time. You've been the world superpower. We get it. The West, you you did your thing in the 20th century. In the 21st century, we're going to put all our money, all of our dollars behind um, second and third world countries. So China was the main. They liked India, and uh, they were essentially going to begin to develop those. And and that was they they put together like the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, the SCO, and the Silk Road Initiative, which I think you, that's what you're talking about, which is the Belt and Road. And it's all of this money kind of dumped into these. Um, these new superpowers that are going to displace the old superpowers, and 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 so, what comes first though? Is it is China an independent agent? Act clearly, they're hostile to the United States of America, right? Um, are they an independent an independent agent acting um, with hostility to the U.S. and in Western nations, or are they more of a tool of those larger global banking institutions that have been at the source of a lot of the shenaniganizing in, in a lot of different ways in, in the past decade. What are your thoughts? Shenaniganizing. I like that's a great word. That's again, a great question. So this is a debate that comes up all the time. Who controls yeah. who? Right. Okay, right. So, um, really quickly, let me address a, the one belt, one road, which is the, the, the official title of it. Right. So what this is, and I see someone in your chat said it's the, um, uh, you know, uh, the new type of a uh, great reset. Right, Not right, right. exactly. Um, okay. It's respectfully to, to the user. Uh, think of it more like uh, Goodfellas when the mafia lends you money and everything's good at first, you get to rebuild your restaurant and then they come in the back door and they're like, F you pay me. Yeah. And so that's how yeah. it works. Okay. So what's happening in these countries is you're seeing a lot of infrastructures um, that are in some cases mysteriously kind of collapsed. So you look mm. at Sri Lanka, for instance, right? and they adopted green energy and their entire energy infrastructure collapsed. The president had to flee in a helicopter. It's like a year ago. right? And then all of a sudden in, in these cases, China will come and say, hey, we got you. We're going to rebuild your infrastructure. And here, there's a cat show. Um, you don't have to pay yet. We'll let you know when you have to pay. But if you don't protect what we build, we own it. Right. So if you look at a lot of African countries, their national airports are now owned by China. They have soldiers in the country. So yeah. if you see, this is kind of like a colonization. And oh, sure. 
think, yeah, exactly. When you think of the Chinese um, strategy, they, they play a game. Their favorite game is a, a game called Go, mm. where I play some marble, you play marble. We take turns placing marbles. The goal is to encircle your marbles. And okay. once I do, if I close it off, I pull your marble off the board. Or okay. if I encircle 20 of your marbles, I pull them all off the board. Well, if you look at the progression of One Belt, One Road, look where it has gone. It has almost encircled the United States. And that mm. got me thinking. I was like, I wonder if China could put ICBMs in a Belt and Road country. Oh, yes, they can. And they are. Because yeah. I looked back at the congressional record in September uh, Pakistan and Syria are both Belt and Road countries. Actually, mm. 64% of the world is signed on with China's Belt and Road. So Belt and Road, um, just so people under, know what it is. like it keeps, finance. So it's, a, it's finance, right? It's basically an inter, interconnected economies, um, all really connected to China, backed by massive global banks, kind of. Am I... Backed by massive global global banks, but really backed by China uh, because they now this is so, you know, it's weakening now because of yeah. their economies a bit in free fall. Good. But let's address that banking issue. So um, and the WEF now. To me, it doesn't matter really who's behind it. At the end of yeah. the day, I care about who's pointing a gun at me. And I think that's right. where everyone should concern themselves first. Uh, sure. look, look for the plot later. That's the difference between actionable tactical intelligence sure. and strategic intelligence. It's important to know the, the players, but it's more important to know what's affecting you in your community because mm. that's where they start these fights. That mm. aside, I do have this debate. Well, it's the WEF and, and China's a junior partner. Well, here's, here's the thing. China will always make you think they're meek. China will always make you think they're weak. And China, they're the nicest people in the world. I have worked with them. I've worked against them in the competitive intelligence sphere, which is like industrial espionage. And right. you, you want to like them because they're so polite, but you don't trust them at all. I'm not talking the Chinese people. I'm talking Chinese Communist Party. Government. And yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I mean, I think, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you that it is a, it's a chicken or egg kind of situation. And I think it's a worthy discussion to have. But what really blew me away, and we're talking to Brian O'Shea. He is uh, the host of Daily Clouds, Mostly Peaceful, and the co-host of Unrestricted Invasion. He's been reporting on this issue of the border for many, many years, which um, it just seems like it was a humanitarian crisis three years ago, and now it's a military crisis. Like, what is going on? And again, um, what blew my mind was you know the the built the building up of the infrastructure just beneath our border here in the U.S. Uh, to facilitate and expedite the passage of young military age men across mm -hmm. this border, and again, Iranian, African, and Chinese. I mean, there's a lot of you know infrastructure built. I want to talk to you about that. Um, you know what happens when we you know. I, when we come back, I want to get an idea from you as like, what is the status of the border? You see 
Eagle Pass and you see the Darien, you know, and like what's going on? Who are the good sources? Where can you really, because there's a lot of propaganda out there right now and it's hard to decipher what is true, what isn't true. So let's talk about the border. Then let's talk about what's below the border, the camps, the roads, the bridges, all of that money. And again, you know, in that circumstance, ever all of the infrastructure that is being built up below the border looks, Brian, as if it's being built and funded by the United States of America. There's an organization called the I that that Michael Yan identified that is it's an NGO. And we know, you know, billions of dollars now of, of U.S. taxpayer dollars are going to these NGOs to build housing and provide food and technology and roads and bridges. And we're all building this like the, the U.S. is funding all of this. That's happening just beneath the border. And then um, at the end, I want to talk about what that's going to mean. What can that mean in the next 12 months to people in the U.S., in your in your home, in your hometown, in your county, in some of these cities that are getting the majority of the the illegal immigrants shipped to them via plane, train and an automobile from Texas? Um, what how is that going to manifest? And then the big, big question at the end, like, how the hell do we stop this? Like, when are we going to stop talking about this? Lighting our hair on fire, pounding the table, con Inc., all the big talkers and conservative media have been screaming about this for years and yelling about this for years. Nothing ever gets done. And I'm a girl who likes discernible policy outcome and I like to get things done. I don't like wasting my time on, on issues that aren't going to get solved. So that's kind of the way I want to lay out the the, the remainder of our conversations. Work for you. Um, and do you have time to stay with us for a little bit? Yeah, I need time. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> all right. Follow Brian O'Shea on Twitter and also uh, his sub stack as well. We'll be back in a moment to continue this discussion right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver, assets that have stood the test of time, makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started, maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. New details tonight on the 1963 assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. The alleged assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was involved in a CIA operation three months before the assassination. This project was said to be a covert CIA operation that was developing a top-secret vaccine and or a biological weapon. What they're doing is they're trying to kill Castro. 
1963, the world was a powder keg ready to explode. With the CIA holding a match to fuses on every continent. From Vietnam to Cuba, clandestine operations were being waged to preserve a fascist new world order, which emerged from the ashes of the Third Reich. Assassination teams within the CIA had their eyes on two sitting heads of state. Fidel, a few years earlier, had survived an agency-led coup d'etat. The other head of state, President John F. Kennedy, had scuttled that attempted overthrow and pledged to dismantle the agency, which was already planning his demise. U.S. soil was no longer sacred nor safe from the murderous reach of the CIA, which now reached ambitiously into the heartland of America and into the bayous of New Orleans. Not mean, however, I'm a, a, a communist. A young girl found herself caught up in a clandestine covert operation to eliminate Fidel Castro. This wouldn't be a shot heard around the world, but rather a silent shot of super cancer-causing poison derived from a monkey simian virus called SV40. A team of fascists hell-bent on defeating communism directed by the CIA, was formed in New Orleans. This den of vipers included the head of the National Cancer Society, the FBI's former head agent in mafia-controlled Chicago, and a paramilitary instructor who would bring in a double agent named Lee Harvey Oswald. This tale has everything from murder, espionage, a tragic love story to bioweapons and the genesis of gain-of-function research. At the end of this, we'll have one dead doctor, multiple dead agents, and a dead president. I'm Shannon Joy. Stay tuned as I take you through the full story. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. Today, we are joined by uh, Brian O'Shea. He is a regular contributor over at Daily Cloud. And before we get on with like what is going down on the border, what you're seeing, who are your good sources? Because I loved to share sources with people, like people you can trust. Sure. Yeah. Um, can you can you just give the audience just a little bit of background? You have an enormous amount of experience in this, and I don't want to mm. minimize um, your knowledge and your experience on these topics. So if you just want to let the, the audience know kind of, um, you know, your experience and and just your bona fides in the, on this issue, because it's important. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so my um, I started my career when I was 18 years old in military intelligence. I went right into the army and um, joined, you know, trained in Arabic language for two years then I went on to be a signals intelligence analyst. And then I went on to, uh, after I left the regular army, I went into special forces intelligence for the remainder of my 11 year active duty career. Um, in special forces, I spent time in two different special forces group, Middle East, North Africa, area of operations or AO with okay. fifth special forces group airborne. I've got bad knees. And then I went on to first special forces, uh, which deals primarily, only with Southeast Asia and that Asian region. After that, it was 2003 when I got out, 9-11 had happened. Having a clearance and my experience is like being a rock star. 
Um, so I went right to DC. I became a beltway bandit as they call them, mm. uh, which was a government contractor. And I worked for uh, two different intelligence agencies, which I cannot name who they are not because I'm yeah. being cagey or cool. Um, but it's because the relationship between those firms and those agencies is covered under an NDA. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to get sued. But the after I left that, where it got interesting was I left that work because having a clearance is it's great money. It's always job security. It's cool work if you get out to the field, which I did. But you're also kind of anchored to DC. So I developed my career as a competitive intelligence analyst where I was hired by major firms to legally uh, elicit trade secrets and get people to talk to me, create entire intelligence networks in different industries from pharmaceuticals to energy to heavy equipment. I did a lot with that. And that took me all over the world, including China, where I first started encountering the Chinese industrial spies who come mm. at you with like 30 people. Wow. Um, and they, they take no prisoners. Yeah. And then I took all of these skill sets because I kind of figured like with everything I know, I don't really know what happens with my intelligence. I, I, I get it. I, right. It goes, down, goes into a cable or a report. And then you really have no control. Uh, once right. it well, your, when, your, as you're talking, my, my what first sticks out to me is that it, it, I sense that you were in the belly of the beast in many ways in terms of military government contracts, massive corporations, the Chinese, like you've seen a lot. And mm. I guess the question is like, I mean, do you, these people that you worked for, do you trust them? Are, are they like, what is your sense? I mean, at coming out of that, you know, these are the people that we talk about all the time from the outside that I sure. would say, these are the bad guys. These are the guys that are doing this to us, you have this unique vantage point um, and, and you got out clearly, you know, and, and kind of did your independent thing. But what are your thoughts on that when people, when you talk to people, because there's Good so question. much confusion and there's so yeah. much distrust out there. Um, go ahead. Sure. Well, let me, let me start by saying this. Um, I'm very proud of the work I did. Sure. Um, I, I never infiltrated Occupy Wall Street or any of that. <laughs> actually, I never spied on an American until yeah. I did competitive intelligence right. uh, privately. I, I will say this. Um, first of all, no one knows. Even in the intelligence community, no one knows everything that's going on unless you're at the very top. Wow. And right. So there's there's not a bunch of government workers who are, you know, Colluding. rubbing their hands together and, and saying, right, yeah, right. Enough. Let's go steal some freedoms. Um, but of course, but like that's helpful though. That's the siloing of, of whether in a corporate structure or governmental structure, this is one of the ways that the bad guys get away with this because the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. You have all these smart, good people who are siloed. They don't know what the bigger picture is. They don't know the scope of the whole mission. They're just believing and trusting in the government organizations that they're working for. They're believing that there's oversight there and yeah. that everything is functioning properly. And I can tell you, I, I, I've seen this in talking to like Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough and a lot of our, our, our health experts, that it was the same thing. You know, they, they trusted the FDA. They believed the CDC. They thought that the, these protections were in place. They, they worked in these systems, but they never really had a true scope or understanding of the the whole of the system. It does, is that mm -hmm. what you're trying to explain here with the, you don't really know what the scope is? Kind of. I mean, you do know, depending on your job, like if you are up at Fort Meade, it's a highly technical job. Mm. You, I mean, 
you, if you're doing network analysis or something, right. you really yeah. don't know what that's being used for. And you really don't care because you're so busy. Yeah. You have a lot to get through. Um, but um, when you go to the more human intelligence agencies, things like the DIA or the CIA, which mm-hmm. is human intelligence or human, whereas the NSA would be considered SIGINT or signals intelligence, yeah, uh, more technical. But when you get into the human, you kind of have to know at least your own uh, operation. We are doing this to accomplish this. Sure. But I, what I want to point out to people are, I got three points that I've, I'm glad you brought this up because it's so hard to say this without, you know, the the masses going, oh, you're shilling for them. It's like, I got... Everyone, everyone thinks everyone else is controlled opposition. I mean, this is the nation. It is. I mean, it's a nightmare out there trying to figure shit out. I mean, excuse my French, but it's like, I mean, (laughs) I'm just, and listen, I give everyone, I I really look at discernible policy outcome. You know them by your your fruits. That's really how I figure this stuff out. You can never know everything, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's tricky. But that's a, that's a a important point. So hopefully we have time to circle back to deep state accusations and how ridiculous they are um because i I haven't got my deep state check so they could maybe pay my my mortgage this month um but the um the the point i want to make is this in intelligence right so you collect if you're a case officer you're going to be out there uh recruiting assets they're going to be collecting things that you need them to collect under irs or pirs which are intelligence requirements and then sub to that are priority intelligence requirements. So those are like your deliverables and Mm -hmm. you use assets just like an investigative journalist would. You collect assets and they bring you information. Um, But once you write that report, it goes into a system. Now you can do a great job. And I would say we always did a great job, whichever agencies I worked at. Um, We always did a great job, but the problem is this when those reports all come together in a fused intelligence product from multiple agencies, then they get into the political sphere. So no matter what you collect, um, you can say, Hey, we've got a guy who's going to blow up the Brooklyn bridge. You don't know if decision makers will ever actually see that because once you hit send, it's gone, you move on, you have no control. You can't even see your report. Yeah. So, What I've seen so many times is you're, you know, by the time it gets to something called the PDB or the president's daily brief, it's pared down to a secret collateral level from a top secret SCI level. Now, that doesn't necessarily change the content because what a lot of people don't understand is that classification levels are to protect sources and methods. They have nothing to do with the intelligence therein. Mm. Um, sources and methods. Um, but by the time it gets to the president's desk, your your needle turning stuff that could save a lot of people might not even be there because someone uh, in that, that uh, chain of command decided the president doesn't need to see this or yeah. this, I don't think this is a big deal or who knows, maybe they think this doesn't 
this won't move the needle on the bill. I'm or there could be bad, yeah, or there could be bad guys with agendas, bad guys who are corrupt as hell and they have agendas yeah. and they're bought off. Maybe they're blackmailed. Maybe they're, I mean, who knows what goes on in these de yeah. decrepit lives of these politicians who live in Washington, DC. I mean, or, or that intelligence doesn't push the needle on right. some funding right. they're trying to get. So yeah. they focus on this intel instead of that intel. It, that's it, a big it, problem. Yeah, and it seems to me, uh, it, you know, another classic case of just too big to fail where you have this organization in Washington, DC, the apparatus of the federal government that over time has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and more complex and more layered with more people and more angles and more avenues. And it's all gotten so uncontrollable. And I always say this about government, any government, any government agency, I, I liken it to a campfire or a fire in general, right? When it is contained, when it is controlled, it puts out some warmth and some heat and some light. Mm -hmm. I can roast a marshmallow. I love it. The family, it's, you know, it's nice and it serves a purpose. When you remove those restraints and when it becomes out of control and it catches onto the brush and to, you know, you know, the smaller trees and the kindling, and then it is out of control, it consumes everything and destroys everything. And that's the way I see, I mean, when in talking to you about the past 20 years, the past 30 years, right? Maybe mm -hmm. even tragically the past 50 years of of the the growth of the US government and this apparatus, and now their collusion with massive corporations and these big global entities and probably even the Chinese, right? Isn't that amazing that our own United States government is working with the Chinese to create the infrastructure south of our border to import and move a Chinese military arsenal of human beings across our border into our interiors to sub to, to subvert this country and our constitution and our freedom. Mm -hmm. Like what the hell, <laughs> how does this happen? Well, let me just, I just want to round out that other one first. Sorry I'm, about I'm gonna, that. If you don't mind, I'll yeah. answer your question. This is yeah. your show, but I think it's important for context to yeah. finish the Intel right, question. Right, right, Sorry. Um, and I wanted to say this also. Um, I see it more as kind of like yours, but I see it more as a gun. Mm, okay. okay. And it really, the, the intelligence agencies and the equipment and the people typically, I mean, the bad eggs get shuffled out usually by each other because uh, everyone's so competitive but mm. um it's a gun i mean it really depends who is handling that tool or that intelligence apparatus it's going to make it good or bad and yeah but remember that, if god made angels men are never good all, oh, all I hear you. you know what i mean so if you're saying oh we just need good guys to handle the guns well the good guys might be good when you put them in power but then they get power and then they become corrupt and then they're bad again so i, I don't even see it as uh, i mean that's a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we need people i didn't know we're gonna go here i don't but, want ai doing this <laughs> no, we don't but we certainly don't want ai because then there's no human component whatsoever yeah. and we really are just widgets um right but but to your point i agree with you and and i do also think that there are good guys out there. And and I'm never as a human living here on earth, I'm, I'm not ever going to let go of that, that there aren't good people, good institutions, honest people willing to fight for liberty. And we always have to pursue that, right? Um, I just think that we need some truth here about, about what's really going on. And mm -hmm. 
in in the context of what's going on in the at the border. So so we you know so we have your kind of bona fides and we went off on a little tangent there. Right, but can I can I say this yeah. really quickly that yeah. I think a lot of people I'm sorry Shannon. Go this is, I, so, imp- this is so important for people to understand that um first of all you can blame everything on the CIA. I don't know if they did things or not, but think about this. The CIA can't confirm or deny anything they're accused of. Personally, most of the stuff they get blamed on, I personally, it sounds more like an FBI thing. Oh, because okay. really, what can you do? You know, you're like, whoa. Right. Um, can't confirm or deny that. We had nothing to do with it. But the other thing, too, that I want people to understand is all of these are government employees. They're on a GS scale. You can see what they get paid. Yeah. And they don't have time to be messing with people's lives because they might be out delivering pizzas to play for their Beltway mortgage, which is through the roof. Yeah, uh, It's very expensive in D.C. And if you're a GS-scaled employee, and typically they're like GS-11s, it's not a lot of money for D.C. Yeah. So when you see the movies and they have Armani suits and they're all living in Georgetown that townhouses, that's just not reality. Yeah. The other final thing I'll say, too, is that people have to remember this, is at the height of the war on terror, they had pulled so many people into the intelligence community to fight the war on terror that, and then they got rid of them. A lot of them once bin Laden was killed, but at one point, and this was laid out in a Washington post article. Yes, I know, but it was actually accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and a follow on book called top secret America. I'd recommend it to everyone at okay. one given point in Virginia, Maryland, and DC, there were so many top secret clearances that there was one for every 2.5 residents in that area. And so what happens is when, what do you think happens when bin Laden's killed? People get laid off. That's yeah. why they have contractors because yeah. you send the contract. Well, now you have all these people with the same skill sets as the CIA, as the NSA, and they're out on the private market. Yeah. And so they're getting scooped up a lot by cartels through law firms. You can look up things like Ridge Consulting, that's Tom Ridge's firm, or Chertoff yeah. Group. And you wouldn't know a CIA op from a private intelligence op. Look oh, at yeah. Black Cuban Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, look at, so if you look at, so a lot of times people see these things and they're like, Oh, that's definitely the CIA. And they're not entirely wrong. It's a CIA shaped thing. Mm. But the thing is, there's the 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 industry, the economy of spies, as I call it, far outnumbers the actual government employees doing espionage. And that's what people have to remember. You wouldn't know. Yeah. And, well, and this yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and this is why one of, you know, in my larger, the larger context of this show, you know, we're talking about how bad things are, what the future threats are, what mm-hmm. we can expect this year. But ultimately, what do we do about it? Right. I have children. They need liberty. This is not OK with me. OK. All of this yeah. is not OK. And so I'm always concerned with, well, what do we do to fix this? And and I would say over the past 10 years of you know talking to brilliant people like yourself and from all different walks of life and every different industry, I always come away with really for me, it is it's the starving of the beast. It's denying the funding and the money to all of these organizations, uh, really decentralizing power, taking it away from Washington, D.C., dispersing it into local communities as as small as the county level right and and really embracing localism and also people individuals 
uh, organizing together at that local level, pat, you know, practicing peaceful noncompliance, civil disobedience, boycotting, boycotting. Someone mentioned on the live chat, we're all still buying from Amazon, right? Like, yes, like this is this is part. We're all still watching Disney. We're all still buying from Amazon. We're all still staying in the in the the same apparatus of you know those corporations that are funded by a lot of people who are are doing this shenaniganizing and really just pressing pressing back on all of their narratives. Um, mm -hmm. And again, we, you, I mentioned, you mentioned earlier, um, finding sources or trying to find sources or trusting entities, organizations, and people by their fruit as opposed to um, mm -hmm. what they're saying, you know, and before we go to break, I'll let you kind of comment on that. And then we'll come back. We'll go back okay. to our conversation about what is going down on the border, who are the good sources and what we can, what we can expect in the near future. But if you just want to comment quickly uh, before we go to break. As to what can be done. Yeah. Well, um, it will, and even just you mentioned um, knowing sources by their truth or finding good sources and trying sure. to discern, right? Yep, I got a whole bunch of them. And first, let me start by saying this, just like a consultant, yeah. uh, a source is only as good as their last intelligence report. Right, right. So, you know, when don't stand on authority and say, well, this guy wrote this, this, and this. doesn't matter what's he writing right now or what's she writing. My favorite sources for... The border, I would say, or Michael Yan is a good source. What oh, I like about okay. Michael Yan is he's zooming in, he's zooming out, he's looking at the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. He's yes, seeing he the way Colombia is interacting. Um, I'm a very good source for it just because I do the work. I read my um, uh, co-host, J.J. Carroll. He's at J.J. Carroll, C-A-R-R-E-L-L, -L 14 on uh, X. He also is the author of a great book I'd recommend called Invaded. And he spent 24 years on that Southern border, mainly in San Diego area and climbed through the ranks. He, he knows the inner workings of it. And the book is, I mean, it's like Jack Reacher meets, you know, okay. Tom. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, Gordon Chang is a good source. Frank Gaffney um, is a fantastic source. Reggie Littlejohn. Yeah. Gaffney's yeah, been around for a long, long time. I always look for consistent. I look for people who are consistent over a very long period of time. Yes. Um, yep. That's always a clue. So yeah, Gaffney. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Gordon to Chang. No, that's okay. To understand um, unrestricted warfare in the uh, context of now, the border, everything, I highly recommend a book by uh, anything written by General Robert Spaulding. Um, retired. He was an attache to uh, China back in his time and a pilot. Okay. Um, but he wrote a really great book called War Without Rules, where he went through the entire unrestricted warfare, which is very flowery, flowery language. It's a bit hard mm -hmm. to understand. But he turned it into, it's like chapter from unrestricted, and he explains it. And he gives yeah. examples and it's well-sourced. Uh, Gordon Chang, I mentioned, Frank Gaffney, Jennifer Zeng, um, she formerly with NTD and she okay. came from China. I believe she was in a re-education camp. She's a fantastic journalist, Amazing. but she has a YouTube called inconvenient truths. Okay. Um, Josh J. Phillip at the Epic times, Lee Smith at Epic TV. Um, I'll make you a big list, but the I point love it. is, yeah, the, the point is these people are, Oh God, how could I forget? M one of my top sources is a man named, Bradley Thayer, uh, probably one of the foremost uh, China experts, in my opinion, and his is T-H-A-Y-E-R. I'll put the link down. Bradley Thayer is incredible. And the final thing I'll say for podcasts, 
it's a funny podcast, but don't underestimate it because it is packed with information. It's called China Unscripted. These people okay. are hilarious, but they are up on everything that's going on in China. And why is that important? Because China spends more time looking at us uh, mm. than we do. Okay. And that's what people need to start looking at. And I want everyone to take this on while they're researching things. Don't just focus on one thing and think you figured it out. It is multiple levels. It is multiple vectors of attack. One of your users uh, put in the C40 cities, very important. And always look at the financial connections. And trust me, if there's not profit to be made, yeah you're probably going barking up the wrong tree. People will say, oh, they there's just want to control it. Yeah, there's always yeah, a profit like, motive. You've had yeah. employees. It's like controlling people sucks unless you're making money doing it. So it's like, right. and the right. Chinese right. have a God for money. I mean, it's yeah. all about profit. Well, I think, yeah, I think that there's always the money angle, but see if you're really smart though, and you have power, then the money just pours in. So if you control mm -hmm. all the rules and you control the game, I always do this with my kids on this discussion, like with Monopoly, I'm like, let's sit down and play Monopoly. Do you want the entire bank? Do you want all the money? Or do you want the ability to create one rule? Like, yeah. what would you rather have? And it's always the rule because then you can make the rule that every time you pass go, you have to give me $500 of your money and buy, you know, 16 passes. You're, you know, so there, there's always money. I think that, I think that for most people, to your point, money is always the motivator. But the mm -hmm. really bad guys, like the really, you know, the keen manipulators, I think that they angle for power over money because once you control the game, then the money just pours right in. You don't even have to think about making the money because right. you've set everything up. So it's both. It depends on what you're going after, like the lower level players or the bigger guys. But, um, you know, these are all the things that we try to figure out. I, I just had a question. Uh, when are we going to talk about what's going on in the border? Right now. We're gonna <laughs> when, when we come back, <laughs> we are gonna, we're going to get. I'm Irish. Me too. I'm Irish. Like, no, I totally get it. Um, when mm -hmm. we come back, we're going to talk about the border, um, what to expect, what's going on, and 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 how to fix it. That's really what we're always looking to do here on this show is understand understand the larger picture. And then from our co own corner of the world, according to our own unique talents and abilities, what can we do about it? We're joined by Brian O'Shea today here on the Shannon Joy Show. We will be back in a minute. Hey, everyone. Just want to pause for a moment to thank our sponsors over at Shell Shock CBD. That is shellshockcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code SHANNONJOY for 10% off all of their products. We love this company, and I want to draw your attention today to a study that I found from 2014 published at NIH. This is a double-blind, randomized placebo-controlled parallel group study of THE CBD spray and peripheral neuropathic pain treatment. And in the conclusion of this study, they found, and I quote, these findings demonstrate that in a meaningful, a meaningful proportion of otherwise treatment-resistant patients, clinically important improvements in pain, sleep quality, and SGIC of the severity of their condition are obtained with the, C the THC CBD spray. So as you know, we've been talking about the medicinal benefits of CBD. I use a non-THC CBD product called Rackout from Shellshock CBD that has me sleeping like a baby. And there are more and more studies out there showing that CBD is a really great alternative for people who want to stay off pharmaceutical 
products. And that's why I love the folks over at Shell Shock CBD. They have a whole variety of tinctures and creams and gummies and CBD products, both THC and non-THC, which is what I use, that are helping people to ease of a whole variety of problems, whether it's stress, anxiety, sleeplessness, or even pain. They have the topical cream called Topical Thunder that people swear by. The reviews are fantastic. And as I've mentioned, the Rackout Gummies, which is what I use when I can't sleep. It's an amazing product. I would love for you guys to try it out. If you go to shellshockcbd.com, that's shellshockcbd.com. You can get some of their products, the gummies particularly, in sample packs so that you don't have to buy and invest in the whole product. You can try it out, see it if you like it. And as John Burke always says, if you are not completely satisfied, they always give you a 100% money back guarantee. That is how confident they are in their products over at Shellshock CBD. So please support the companies that support the Shannon Joy Show. Go to shellshockcbd.com right now today. Put in that promo code Shannon Joy and uh, begin to experience the benefits of the medicinal um, benefits of uh, Shell Shock CBD. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everyone. I love that read, but I hate the end of it. I'm always like bumbling and stumbling over my words, but you know, that's what you got to do. Brian O'Shea is with us today. He is a regular contributor over at Daily Clout and um, many, many years spent in intelligence. So he understands the game the way that it's played. And he is also uh, the co-host of Unrestricted Invasion, a, a uh, broadcast on Daily Clout that looks at this issue of the border extensively on a regular basis. Um, Brian, let's talk about uh, what is going on down on the border from from your um, vantage point. How bad is it? And um, when, how do we stop it? Okay. Um, yeah, it's bad. And it's about yeah. to get worse. Uh, let me just say, I don't know the exact numbers. Not a lot of people do because it's right. how they're reported. Uh, I do say uh, another good source for that is the Center for Immigration Studies, I think .org. I'll, I'll look up the URL. Is That's there... Gaffney, right? That's Frank Gaffney? Yeah. I th well, he's Center for Security Policy. This oh, one, okay. I, J.J. Carroll uh, introduced me to this one. It's a great source. Great, great. And it's well-sourced. Um, so the border is, I mean, I believe the numbers range from sometimes like, well, let's put it this way. They're they're talking about capping immigrants at five thousand a day in that new bill, which they're voting on today. Five thousand a day, a That's day. Insane. Right, right now the number of immigrants who've come through, let's just call them what they are. The legal term is illegal aliens. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. they are not specifically coming here looking for seasonal work. And if you look at uh, the bills, they do refer to them as aliens or illegal aliens. So these are illegal aliens. These are not refugees. These these are not migrants. These are illegal yeah. aliens. So anyways, um, but the estimates, I mean, you're looking at between five, if they have to cap it at 5,000, you know, it's got to be anywhere between five and 10,000 a day. Right now, the number of immigrants who have come through in the last year or two um, is bigger than the population of 38 different states. Um, it's just mind boggling. So it's and is also, there any, is there any information on the makeup again, from just observation, these people look different 
if you look at the videos and you look at all of the screen captures coming and even the videos from airports and, and bus stations, these are, are healthy, well-dressed young men, primarily, uh, some of them aggressive, mm -hmm. you know, flipping the bird and, and, you yeah. know, yelling, like, it, are you seeing it? Can you verify that, that there's a, a different makeup to who's coming over the border now as to who is coming over the border, say in the crisis, you know, in previous uh, situations? Yeah, certainly. It's a lot. Not only is it a mostly military aged, healthy men, healthy men that don't look like they've been crawling through the jungle for weeks, as the no. left wing media likes to say. Um, but it's the the countries they're coming from is what's blowing my mind. Uh, Angola, China. Um, we had one, a terrorist, a known terrorist coming from Azerbaijan. Lots of the belt they're all belt and road countries interesting they're all belt and road countries yeah. now as far as the makeup this is really interesting i asked jj about this and that's why it's good to have someone who had boots on the ground because you know when you're not there you could come up with all sorts of theories sure. but where they come through is interesting it's based on ethnicity because the cartels have divided up territory and so certain countries go to certain cartels so you will find the Chinese mainly coming through like Arizona. You'll find the Russians, lots of Russians coming through San Diego. You will find the Venezuelans coming through like Eagle Pass. Um, so that's broken up because if you're a Venezuelan um, coyote, you have your contact. He has this territory. You go through there. And, and the cartels are working. This is something that Michael Yan revealed in his interview with Del mm -hmm. Bigtree, that the cartels are working in some capacity or are paid by these international organizations and the NGOs that are paid by the government. So uh, he mentioned uh, the International Office of Migration, uh, IOM, mm, which is, yeah, wait, let me see if I can find it. I just wrote it down. Hold on. I have all my papers here. Also, um, I have another one too. It's like um, the NGO, like Catholic Charities is getting a oh, ton Catholic of money. Oh, Catholic Charities. I mean, tons yeah. of money. And they're doing all the refugee resettlement. So when you see um, large swaths of uh, non-English speaking family and individuals coming into your community, like into your school system, no. into your, your village or your town, they are getting, Catholic Charities are getting are getting, I, it's got to be hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars planted it's across the country. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I, so what happens, I heard, I'm sorry, I, I heard yeah. this from Hernando Arce. Yeah, yeah, he's good. yeah. He is, his last name is A-R-C-E. His Twitter is Hernando A-R-C-E. He's right. down there in San Antonio. He's freaking hilarious and bold. Um, <laughs> but he's really great guy. I, I'll get him on. <laughs> He's so, you got to get him. We had him on. He's wonderful. Okay, um, right. But what what he was telling us is, and this is really shocking, his video he showed us, it's on his Twitter. He had um, one of the illegals hop in his car with him. He wanted to talk to Hernando. And this um, alien was saying to Hernando, they're more scared of the, the NGOs than they are of the Border Patrol or the cartels. Mm. And... 
so it's like the NGOs are almost like a mafia now. And we've seen this play out in Midtown Manhattan with these aggressive security firms. Like, what the hell's going on here? Well, we know what's going on. It's 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 human trafficking and it's child sex trafficking. Wow. And it's popping up more and more and more. And that drives the market because it surpassed profitability of illegal narcotics some time ago is selling children because you can use them over and over and over again mm. and pass them to other people and sell them up the line. It's disgusting. Yeah. But that's yeah. why. Um, so, well, yeah. And Michael Yan also mentioned that the cartels now are making more money on the, tra on trafficking humans up over the border than they are even on illegal drugs or trafficking in narcotics. Like the, the movement of humans across borders and particularly <laughs> in this pipeline into the U S has become incredibly, incredibly lucrative for the cartels. Yeah. And to your point about the NGOs, I mentioned the NGOs yesterday on my program. They're a big, big problem. It's, it's no surprise to me that they call themselves non-governmental organizations. They are entirely governmental organizations, but they're shadowy. They're uncontrollable. They don't have to be transparent. They're not subjected to traditional measures of, of oversight and control that you would see in a government agency. They are completely rogue. It's like a rogue government and our own government is funding them and facilitating them. It's insane. It's Big insane. Time. It's the, in, the international organization of migration, the IOM. And you go, you can go to their website and click on all the pages and you can find they are completely run by the State Department, completely funded by United States tax uh, payers, and it's all out there. But the whole point is to build the infrastructure of, of invasion essentially into this country, yep. which is just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. and, okay, so it, Brian, yep. what the hell is going on with our political parties? And like all of the conservative media. And I put out this tweet today and I probably made everyone really aggravated with me because I included like Mark Levin and Tucker Carlson. Like, I on the and I'm like, I'm like, when are you guys going to stop yelling at your audience and pounding <laughs> your fist and screaming and yelling about this, this invasion and actually freaking do something. And my one idea, it came from Thomas Massey and Daniel Horowitz. And it's like, it's simply this, the, the Republicans control the house of representatives, the house of representatives control the purse strings. That's the power of the purse. They could force a budget battle. They could shut down the government until we figure out what is going on the border and at least stop it as best we can from our position. So my question to Glenn Beck and Mark Levin and Dan Bongino and Clay and Buck and all of these guys is like, when are you going to actually achieve something? Like, I get it. It's super lucrative to like scare the crap out of people on a daily basis about all that's going down. But when are we going to actually use the bully pulpit to move uh, elected candidates and representatives in Washington, D.C. to actually do something to stop this? And, you know, of course I get crickets, but like, why isn't this ever solved? This is insane what you and I are talking about. It's insane. Mm. It's in plain sight. Yet we can't ever seem to fix it. Like, why? Because we don't want to. Why we being do? the government. Because it's too profitable. It's so the government profitable. doesn't want to. So the, the politicians are getting too rich. They're too connected. The lobbyists, the corporations, the money. So, oh my gosh, but go ahead. Well, it's twofold. It's yeah. twofold. It's like, the, so the way you recruit like spies, for instance, if you're a case officer, you recruit them to give you stuff they really shouldn't be giving you. Then you pay them really well. 
Mm-hmm. Then when they try to quit, you let them know who they're really working for. Then they can't leave and you keep paying them really well. So it, it's a carrot and stick thing. That cartel. is how yeah. That's how recruitment happens. It could be anyone. It could be the yeah. Chinese via the cartels. It could be the cartels via the Chinese. It could be the NGOs themselves. Um, but that's I think that's what happens a lot is yeah. people find they've crossed the line. They can't remember where they crossed it. Once you're in, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, we're going to keep paying you all this money so you yeah. can stay in that lifestyle. But you're not quitting because if you are, you're going to be front page news or you're going to be dead. Yeah. And and that's why it keeps going. Um, I got to say, web. I got to push back on a little, Shannon. Okay, sure. Uh, Tucker, Bannon, and Bongino, I think, mm-hmm. are doing a ton. And what they're doing is they have activist-type audiences. Thank God that they're okay. still around because they're 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 kind of especially bannon he calls people to action he was there's a reason they want bannon in jail before every election because his his audience goes out and does things but what they're also doing i think is very important is uh like bongino's got the biggest podcast i think out there for this space yeah and he's not even on youtube but he you know what ends up happening is people are blowing up the phones of their uh, representatives, which does have an effect. And yeah. they're coming at them with really good insider baseball knowledge that, you know, he has a similar background as me. I mean, I wasn't a secret service guy, but yeah, I was always on that fringe. Right. I, call, I call it the Morlocks, you know, the people yeah, underground, yeah. not the, not the Eloys over in DC, but we, we know who the players are. We know how DC works. And I think the educational aspect of what he's teaching people, but Bongino especially is really good at letting people know what they can do mm. now. And, and it, it comes down to the people. This is a populist solution. This is, well, there is no cavalry. Yeah. You know, I, I tend to look at, you know, so let's say Tucker, Bannon, Bongino as mm-hmm. good sometimes, but somewhat limited hangouts, right? Like they'll give their audience, they'll give their audience great information mm-hmm. about what is happening and how bad it is and how mm-hmm. you have to be alarmed and you have to contact this person or that person or donate this money or elect this person in 2024 and they'll give mm-hmm. them right but when it comes to what would work right now the the invasion is happening right now there are very very highly experienced policymakers who know exactly how to wage a budget battle from the House of Representatives. If Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, rallied together with the Freedom Caucus, people like Tom Massey, Chip Roy, some of those rock stars, they put together literally a government shutdown and they shut down the government until Mm -hmm. conversations are had, hearings are had. Um, You know, right now what the Republicans are doing, they're funding, they complain about Biden, Biden's economy, Biden's border, Biden's uh, lockdowns, yet every six months or every four months to the tune of trillions of dollars, they pass bills that fund without any strings, without any negotiation, the entirety of the Biden administration. And our Republicans do this over and over and over. So what I'm saying to these big talkers, okay, they have power. They have influence. They have bully pulpits. They have millions of people who have keyboards and phones who can give or withhold money. They can give or withhold votes. 
these guys now need to see like where the power is because it's almost as if they distract everyone. They send them, oh, go do this or go do that. But the thing that is power right now that we could actually do, they never really talk about. And I, I, respectfully, I, I don't, they, you know, I, I'm, I'm an avid listener of all, all of these guys. Yeah. And I are mean, they working on the power I, of the purse? They, they really are. And here, look, here's oh, the, here's the problem that even they run into Shannon is that there's really three parties. Okay. And, and that is America first or MAGA, then the Republicans and then the Democrats. Okay. Mm. Well, the Democrats and the old, you know, the legacy, I just call them the rhinos, the Republicans in name only. It's almost like one party. It's like the WWAF. They, they fight on stage and they go home on the same bus. We, we saw I would that, agree right? with you there. I would add MAGA into that, though. I think that MAGA is really funded and supported. That's just my opinion from observation. Mm -hmm. I would say all of them together are really kind of play acting. They are their one party. And it's only outside pressures from, coming from the states, coming from outside grassroots organizations, um, the, you know, like the medical freedom community. It's those pressure points that move things. But I don't see... <sighs> And listen, I could be wrong on this. And I actually hope I'm wrong on this, to be to be frank. I hope you're right that these big talkers are going to push the line right now, that we do have a crisis. There is a crisis on our border. And I hope that that they will call on Trump to speak about this and to demand that Mike Johnson work with uh, you know leaders in the House of Representatives to shut down the gov government and just shut it down. Shut it down until we can figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. I mean, that would change my mind in a second if they actually, you know, came together as a united voice. And I know they all talk. I know that I know that they all have their like their signals and everything. But they're all I mean, they're all in agreement, Shannon. And I would say, yeah. honestly, like they are. Um, it's more than the health freedom. And I, I think, you know, I run into this with health freedom people a lot. I'm I'm married to the health freedom movement. Um, <laughs> um, friends with I would not want to be at the dinner table with you and Naomi. And so <laughs> I'm sure that there are spirited, feisty conversations <laughs> between the oh, two yeah. of you. <laughs> um, but what um, I think people need to realize is there's also the freedom movement. Okay. So when mm -hmm. I, when I see, you know, I can't really speak for Bongino on this, but I can speak for, for Bannon who, who I've met several times. Yeah. yeah. And he's done he's great work by the way. Yeah. And and they're funding so they're helping get the funds to the right organizations. Like think about it like if Moms for Liberty um didn't filter onto Bannon that really really amplified them. That's their hard yeah. work, don't get me wrong. And and Bannon's the first to say, "Hey, I got the easy job, but here's the organizations, let me connect you." But what he's doing what's happening with MAGA behind the scenes is a lot like you got the article yeah. three project with Mike Davis. I mean, that's been taking apart these indictments against Trump left and right. And those indictments are important because they're protecting the number one issue among Americans mm -hmm. right now is the border. It is a crisis. So it's the border. But the thing is, these are constitutional issues and they're right. all connected that way. So but there's what a way you, you can have fix it right now. Like there's a solution. Okay. There's a way they could fix it. Right. It's very easy. You shut it. Listen, I think we're close, yeah. right? To your point, what is the good news? The good news is, are they going to are they going to pass that bill? By the way, they're going to are they going to pass that? Well, we'll find out today, and that's why everyone needs yeah. to be on their phones and calling. Yeah. Call Lankford, call Governor uh, uh, Senator Lankford from freaking Oklahoma, Rhino, 
This guy, he's got cartel operations in Oklahoma run by the Chinese and the cartels. This has been in the news. We reported on it. And he's saying with this hand, oh, you know, we got to shut down the border. But then he's saying over here, after we get 5,000 a day, he's funding operations. Basically, he's, you know, getting his employees or whatever to, to, to work on these things. Really bad. Because yeah. In my opinion, and please, people in the chat, and my cousin's in there too. Your cousin's um, in here. I love it. <laughs> I know. I'm keeping an eye on the chat. You guys are feisty today. It's on a good the chat. chat. You have a good crowd. I like your crowd a lot. A Some crowd. of them are my crowd. I love my crowd. Your it's crowd's amazing. cool, man. We got to bring our crowds together. But um, the thing is, um, yeah, so that's happening today. And people, you just have to like blow up the phones. But also, you do the research and find out who their major donors are. Right. All the people who are sponsoring this bill. Yeah. And start blowing up the phones of the donors. I don't care if it's a major corporation, you know, right. just be, be the annoying people because Absolutely. that scares donors. That scares donors. Yeah. Now this is going down in the Senate right now. So this will be passed potentially um, at the Senate level. And at this point, you know, Democrats are going to matter. So even if you, I mean, if for my, for example, I live in New York state Chuck Schumer and uh, Chris Kirsten Gillibrand are my senators, right? You can still call them and light up their phones. They are responsive yeah. to those type of things. I mean, I think these are like the worst of the worst. But there are Democrats in red states who are precarious, who are not just a fait accompli, and they care what their constituents think. And so whether you have a Democrat senator or a Republican senator, make the phone call today. It is something that we can do, um, you know, if this passes the Senate, obviously, then it goes um, it goes to the House, correct? And no, House first, then yeah. Senate. Yeah. Senate, yes. and, then, and then Biden um, signs it. How to get through the House? Yeah. We control the House. What the hell? It, well, that's the thing. It's rhinos. How the hell does it get through the House? It's rhinos. I'm telling you because... They, I mean, they're I, saying it's dead on arrival. I think it's easy to blame the rhinos. Where Trump is the de facto the leader votes. of the party. Look Why doesn't he say something about this rather than tweeting about Bud Light? What's up? <laughs> Donald Trump is Biden? the de facto leader of this party. Why isn't he saying something about this and rallying in the House and pressuring House uh, members of House representatives rather than tweeting about Bud Light? Like he just because tweeted, Donald hey, Trump everyone, go drink, go drink Bud Light now um, because I'm invested to the tune of how much into Anheuser, Anheuser-Busch. And like, come on. Is that like, why don't you send out a tweet saying any Republican in the House of Representatives that votes for this bill is going to get a no vote for me? I'm going to campaign against you in this election year as the leader of the Republican Party. Or he could do that right now. He could say, I'm going to target Lankford. I'm going to use my bully pulpit. I'm Donald Trump. I'm the leader of the party. I'm going to target Lankford. If you vote yes on this bill that you co-sponsored, you're going down, buddy. MAGA's going to take you down. Trump's going to take you down. Bannon's going to take you down. Like they could do that, right? Why don't they, they do could, that? But let's let's think about the the these. Uh, so the left. Let's just say the neo-Marxist man because I, I, I don't. And they'll be mean. I don't make exception for any of them. If you're if you're still in the Democratic Party, there's something wrong with you, man. You missed the boat. And if you're still right now, it's like yeah. If you're in the Democratic Party, I mean, are you even? Well, they're all they're quadruple jabbed. Okay, Brian O'Shea, they're quadruple jabbed. They're really? probably you know. Have I don't you know. read the indoctrinated brain? Have you read that book? No, I should. It, it almost it explains, explains why they think this way. 
I'm not kidding you. It's all sourced. And it's like, literally, I think it's the indoctrinated brain or mind by Dr. Nels. Definitely recommend it. You could actually find it on dailyclout.io. Sorry to, sorry to shill. Oh, Um, you can shill. I love dailyclout.io. Go there all day, every day. I'm on daily cloud. I love that. It talks about the effect of not only the vaccines, but TikTok and, and fear and all this has actually physically on your brain. And it literally makes people quick to anger, makes people uh, unable to think long-term thoughts, meaning research things or Mm -hmm. just like common sense. And it really, when I'm reading it, I'm thinking, damn, that sounds like all these people that yell at me when I I didn't wear a mask. Everyone we Um, got canceled by in 2020. Like I have a whole group of them. I lost like half my friends. It was really traumatic. (laughs) I I didn't really have any friends. I I was good. I I was always on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, right. No, I lost some. I lost clients over this. Um, but the thing was, um, to your point, I don't know. But if I had to guess, and that's why I brought up the Democrats, any they're so crazy that any issue that Donald Trump supports, they will go against Donald Trump no matter what it is. Donald Trump can say, "Hey, there's a nuke heading in. Everyone, mm-hmm. take shelter." And half this country will say, that's the last thing I'm going to do because he said it. So it makes sense to me that he wouldn't want to bring attention to the fact that he's against this bill because half, you know, I would say maybe a strong minority, like 48%, who knows, would would support it just because he's against it. So we have the numbers in the house. You're right. Donald Trump has no sway over the left. So omit them from the conversation. He has incredible power over the right. So why didn't we kill this baby in the bassinet? This is my question. Because the minute minute he does, I would say even the independents or the undecideds or Okay. No, no offense, but the Ron DeSantis crowd, they might, um, I know that's you. I know. I follow your tweets. Um, Bobby Kennedy. But, no. Um, no, I don't know who I'm going to support. I like Bobby Kennedy. in 2028. Uh, <laughs> but the, um, the thing is, it's like they, that might, that might push him towards the bill because he supports it. So Bannon cool. and Bongino and um, Tucker, they're all over this bill. I'm glad that they are. And let me say, even like these voices, everybody is like, okay, this person is compromised. This person is deep state. This person is controlled opposition. Um, I'm very suspicious of Tucker uh, ever since his interview with Andrew Tate. I'm like, okay, the whole alien thing. I'm like, what's going on? Um, It's weird though, man. Some of the things about them, like Mm -hmm. I just, I, I take them all with a grain of salt. And I, and I think especially with Tucker, it seems to me that, that it's very often a limited hangout, but even the limited hangout is good because that has the impact of shifting the Overton window. So I would say to your point, this conversation that we're having and the alarm that a lot of people are, are expressing over what's going on on the border is a good thing. And I credit Tucker Carlson in his interview with Brett Weinstein. And I, you know, I credit the work that Bannon is doing over on the war room. And so I'll take those things, even if I don't agree with them all the time on everything, I'm going to take those things that I do agree with that I think are important. I'm going to use them. You know, I think we should all use them. And that has the impact of making us all sharper, but it also has the impact of of helping truth kind of come to the fore so that people can see it and people can decide for themselves. 
that makes sense, right? Like, I don't know everything. Totally I just serve. I mean, that's all I do. I'm not in the back rooms. I don't talk to these people. I just watch <laughs> and try to figure things out and talk to smart people like you so you can help me. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's it's hard to figure all of it out. I just say, these are the things that don't make sense to me. This is what doesn't make sense to me. Why do mm -hmm. we always lose? Why are we perpetual losers? Why are Repu Why do Republicans yeah. always lose? You know? At some point, you got to have that. You got to have a family discussion about why is this so, right? You have, you know, massive audiences, a ton of influence, yet we get wiped out in 2022. Remember the red wave? It became the the red massacre. Mm -hmm. You know, like we got to have conversations about these and these things. And you know, so that's where that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of that. And I, look, I would say this what was a Voltaire that said, I, "Let me." I always see people who are like. Yeah, buts. You know, there's yeah, buts everywhere. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I like Ron DeSantis, but he did this. I like Donald right. Trump, but he did but, this. It's like yeah. it's like prison, man. It's like prison gangs at this point. Like, <laughs> pick some, pick a side. You know, <laughs> because pick a side. Because if you don't, and see, this is why we lose. Because people will be bickering down to the finest details, saying, "Yeah, he's really great. He's going to save the world," but. I didn't like his stance on purple goats in Wyoming in two, 2004, yeah. you know, and it's like, just pick a guy, you know, but well, yeah. the thing, cause if you don't, it's picked for you. And we saw that, but I would say this, like, um, remember perfect is the enemy of good. No mm. one's perfect. Right. This is a democracy. This is a constitutional Republic. This is, you know, uh, supposed to be ruled by the people. So, I always look at politicians as your politician. If you do your research and you got to do the work, don't trust anyone. They don't trust you. They don't like you. They they're there for them. Okay. Donald Trump, he's there for him. How did he okay? not know that though? How did he get rolled by Fauci? Like, how can you be smart? Like, I'm oh, not that smart. Naomi I'm not spoke that smart. I didn't have any yeah. information. And I'm a like a dumb radio host in Podunk, New York. And people were in the and people were able to figure this out. Like, Trump is supposed to be this like savvy, you know, business guy. I just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. But I guess when you're, I don't know, I guess when, when at that echelon, and I should give them more credit because I didn't have, as a podunk radio host, I didn't have the lives of hundreds of millions of Americans. Like the decisions that I was making when I came to my mic every day were not going to impact the lives of, of hundreds of millions of Americans. And I will confess that there were times that were murky in those first three to six weeks where even I was like, what's going on here? Like, is there really a virus? Mm -hmm. Is it really deadly? Do we really need to, you know, is this bio warfare? So I, you know, I don't want to come off as, you know, I would have done it this way. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it's How do you roll them? I don't know. It, I'll tell you. So Naomi worked in the White House. She never worked for Clinton. That's a big, stupid thing people say. She worked for Gore. Right. She never worked for Clinton. Um, yeah. And so the thing is, the president's, and I've seen it, I mean, the, the president's daily schedule is every minute yeah. of the day, sometimes with three hours of sleep. Look, I'm not making excuses for anyone. This idiot in the White House now, he sleeps more than I do which is unheard of in a president. The dude's in bed by five o'clock unless he, the blue plate special at Old Country Buffet <laughs> is, is early that day. He Sounds has like to me lately. Yeah, he's got to get his tapioca to go so he could go home and watch his Matlock reruns. But the, right. um, 
the thing is, like you, you have advisors because you have to trust them. And the reason why is Donald Trump, uh, you know, Biden, Biden can't do anything anyways, but any president, they don't have time to, to dive deep into these issues. I mean, they just don't. That's why they have advisors. Yeah. And it's just like when I ran my own business, I had 20 employees at, at the height of it. I had to trust that they were doing the work and delivering yeah. reports for investigations that were validated. And I'll do a quick glance over them, but yeah. you're going to miss things. Now, add that to the fact that who would have guessed yeah. that almost the entire cabinet was working for, my guess, Obama. Who would have guessed that? I would have never guessed. I know, but I followed him. I filed, I followed every one of Trump's cabinet picks. We took them apart with, I mean, me and Daniel Horowitz back in the day were like, why, why the hell is Mnuchin uh, in your, you know what I mean? Like, why are you elevating these people? Like one pick after another. Wait, are you talking about that? Uh, what was his name again? Steve Mnuchin was in, he was uh, tre treasury, secretary of treasury or treasurer or whatever. Who was his uh, chief of staff for like a short time? Well, well then he, he handed his, he handed everything over to Kushner. I mean, Kushner wielded an yeah. enormous amount of, of power in that administration. And, you know, so okay. there are always questions. The, the point being, I don't even want to belabor this because I really respect people's um, decision making. Like, I have mm -hmm. no problem with people who support Trump. I'm like, go for it. If you think he's going to be the guy, I agree with you. My perspective is that there are going to be very, very few solutions that will come from Washington, D.C. I think sure. that I the solutions that. are going to come from outside dismantling of Washington, D.C. and a decentralization, hopefully. I mean, if we can survive all of this and we have enough people who are independent and in those parallel economies and parallel institutions mm -hmm. and we are, you know, have enough of an apparatus to share information in this country, then we can withstand a lot of the things that they're going to throw at us and we can we can begin to place that pressure on D.C., so I'm kind of like, okay, go, you know, pull your lever in November, whatever. I don't really, you know what I mean? But the 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 more important work is outside of Washington, D.C. The organizations, the groups, um, the well, local, Even, the, even yeah. the state sovereignty. And, and state I would say- Right, 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 right. I would say if we just follow the constitution, we don't right. need to overhaul anything. And there's no FBI in the constitution. There's no NSA in the constitution. And if exactly. people- just actually follow the constitution, including the justices, um, then it works itself out. So it's about flushing them out. And thank God yeah. Donald Trump put in conservative justices up and down the circuits. That has really kept us out of the fire. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you though. And I, and I do appreciate that Donald Trump never ever um, said federally, you all have to wear a mask. He left it to the States. And that's what a president's supposed to do. Um, if I'm going to be honest, back in the day in 2020, I was mm -hmm. really like, I was glad. I mean, he pushed some boundaries. Uh, Operation Warp Speed is done for me. So I'll, yeah. I'll never support. Like for me, that that's really the reason. He hasn't taken responsibility. He won't acknowledge it. So for me, that's my line in the sand. I can't ever support him. I, to well, your point, who are you going to support? Biden? Well, I'll you know the I'll, I'll work on local stuff in the outside in state stuff. Okay, but and, like if you don't you know, vote, then the vote goes the I'll, other I'll way. I'll vote for someone. Doesn't really matter. I'm in New York State. I'll vote for someone. Maybe I'll okay. write someone in. You know, but my point being, to your point, in 2020, there were certain things that 
he could have done that he didn't that I was glad for. So, and I'll, I will acknowledge that, that it could have, the lockdown from the federal yeah. level could have been much worse than it was. He wasn't good because he shamed governors who opened up and he was, I mean, he, there was a lot going, shut down the nursing homes. It was really the money too, the CARES Act and the PREP Act. And that mm -hmm. sent all the money out to the, the counties. He signed that bill. It was an executive order for Operation Warp Speed. So he has fingerprints on all of this. And, yeah, but, he's not perfect. Yeah, but there are, but to he's your point, it, it could have been worse. And I think we're just going to have to continue to have these conversations. I'm going to come up on your show next time. This has been yeah. really fun. I mean, it's Can I been, say one thing? Yeah, Can I say one thing about Donald yeah. Trump that I want people to, and I always think about this. So no, long time because ago, everyone gets mad at me because I bash Donald Trump so much on this show. It's good to have the counterpoint. So you have you. I'm like, bashing him because, yeah. like, I don't want you to be shut down. Like, you know, oh, I know, no I know. Can, you know, I'll yell back at you, and I would say respectfully, "You're, you don't know what you're talking about." You actually, you, I was text, I was tweeting you, like, <laughs> you know, and then then I got a text saying, "Hey, can you come on?" I was like, "Okay." Um, but the, the thing is, like, I always say this, when I was at working at SAIC, big contracting firm, there was a guy there named Leo Hazelwood. He was the executive oh. director of my division. Okay. He was the guy they framed that Marty dude from, um, uh, Hunt for Red October on, in, um, in the Jack Ryan movie, the guy with the okay. goatee. All right. And, all right. Um, there was a case where SAIC had the Greek Olympics contract for all the security systems. Okay. Okay. And so he had a young project manager on it. He did everything right. He learned all the contracts, learned the culture of the Greek business style and all that. And then all of a sudden, the Greeks, they said, um, hey, um, you're in breach of contract. We don't have our security systems. You know, you owe us. <laughs> and so Hazelwood calls in this program manager. It's a real story. Okay. And he says, what the hell? And he goes, I screwed up. I, I cost us $25 million. He goes, why didn't you get the systems installed? He said, well, the Greeks never built the stadium. <laughs> but still, technically, they were in breach of contract because of the way it was written. And so the guy starts packing up his uh, stuff and writing his resignation letter. And Leo goes, where are you going? And he said, um, I'm, I'm going to resign. Obviously, I'm going to get fired. And he goes, I just spent $25 million on your education. You think mm. I'm firing you? So the way I look at Donald Trump, he's the only one with experience. He just had a huge education of hell. And I, you know, that's why I say, hey, you know what? He's passed all the learning curve stuff. And I doubt he'll okay. make a lot of the same mistakes twice. Do I trust him? No, I don't trust my plumber. But if he can fix my pipes better than anyone else, I'm hiring him. Okay. And so that's how, how I look at it. I just wanted to say that Leo Hazelwood story because it's true. We yeah. just invested a lot of money in Donald Trump's education. Do we want to throw it away? Well, sometimes you got to stop digging the hole. <laughs> sometimes yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to see, like, you got to be like, okay, um, we won one election in 2016. We've lost everything since. I mean, there hasn't been a no, we, we, we won two in a row. It was well, a stolen. Two sixteen. Well, sure, but I. It's but definitely it's stolen. not. But even down ballot. I'm. I'm not even talking about Trump. I'm talking about the entirety of the Republican Party. I mean, when Trump came into office, they had 33 governorships. They had two thirds of the state legislatures and uh, assemblies in trifecta power across mm -hmm. the country. We had um, majorities in the 
in the House of Representatives and in the Senate in that first round of Trump coming in. We had two years of trifecta power in Washington, D.C. We had more power as a party than ever before in 2016 and 2017. And since then, fast forward eight years, we have lost a lot of governorships. We have, I think we're down to underneath half of the state legislatures in terms of power. Um, we are hemorrhaging. You had the red massacre in 2020 and in 20, I'm sorry, in 2020 and 2022. And even though Trump, you can dispute or debate whether or not Trump won or lost. I think there were a lot of shenanigans in that election, but down ballot with congressional Republicans in statewide uh, races, a massacre. So it's been losing after losing after losing after losing. So to your point, do we want to reinvest in the losing or do we want to cut our losses and maybe try something different? And that's just the strategic. That's where I kind of look at. And even we, we, you should not even listen to me. I'm not even a Republican. Okay. I'm I'm everyone outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you know. So the um, the thing is, when you look at this down ballot, though, there is definitely a, a gap there, and the gap between the president and the down ballot voting is the RNC. Okay. Oh, sure. There's lots of problems with them. And if you look at Ronnie McDaniel, who's got to go, I can't even believe they put her back in. And, and that's where it. people can get involved is controlling yeah. the donor money because she's deciding. She's total uniparty, and mm. she's deciding which down ballot people are getting the money. From yeah. the donors. And I, I'll tell everyone right here on your show, do not give another cent to the mm. RNC okay. until we have full transparency into the next person they're going to put in there. And Ronnie McDaniel is out. Yeah. Okay. Because she's controlling where the money goes to these down ballot elections. And that screws people. And yeah. I'll say this too for everyone. Um, don't be the people in the apartment complex with all these issues like when Kitty Genovese was being murdered in that famous 1980s case and no one called the police because they figured someone else would call the police. Sure. Okay. Well, it's the same thing in this country. Don't expect there's anyone that's going to fix the problem. Go out and fix what you can because yeah. everyone, I think, especially, you know, on the, cons- I'll say conservative, not Republican on the yeah. conservative side, they have a kind of sense like, well, someone else will take care of it. And they're busy too. They work. A, I think they do a lot more harder work than than the neo Marxists. Whereas the difference with the Democrats too is they're like freaking legion, man. They're they're communists. They've got mm-hmm. marching orders. They get behind things even if they don't agree with them, which I don't yeah. agree with doing that. So our strength is our diversity of thought, yeah. but it's also our weakness because you know. So we have to really control the debate in terms of like you and I. We're going to disagree, but we need a. Um, a date, uh, an endpoint where we say, okay, at this point, if we don't agree, we're just going to yeah. vote or we're going to pick someone or we're going to flip a coin. And yeah. then, we move, yeah. then we move forward with some sense of unity. Mm-hmm. Republicans, these new Republicans are super smart, great friends, Josh, all these guys, Josh, yeah. love you, man. But we like the, there's so many details and what people want to argue about. It's like, we just need to join this gang in cell block D or this gang in cell block C. I never do. You're up there on your own. You're going to be in the shower. Steve Dace always tries to Hunter Biden. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is what drives Steve Dace crazy when I go in the Dace group, because they always want to give me a binary choice. And when I am served a binary choice, I'm like, Oh hell no, I'm not like, I just don't, I I don't, I don't accept lesser of two evil. I never have. And Mm -hmm. I never will. But I will say this to your point. I hope you're right. 
And I, and I actually said this about, I didn't, I didn't vote for Trump uh, in 216. And I said in 216 to my audience, everyone is telling me that like, he's the guy, like this is going to fix everything. Everything's going to change. We're going to get all these initiatives. Hillary is going to be in jail. We're going to get a wall. Obamacare is going to be dismantled, taken apart. We're going to rein in government. We're going to drain the swamp. And that was what I was told. And I said to my audience at that time, I, I don't think that's going to happen based on what my observations are, but I hope you're right. And people can always change. And I never, ever look at people in uh, as, uh, as static. I think that as humans, we're always getting new information. We're always having new revelations. We can become corrupted or we can become uh, emancipated and enlightened. I think that that can happen throughout the course of any human life. And so I'm never going to 100% write off a person forever. I can make my decision as to who I'm going to vote for and respect your decision. And then we're going to observe and we're going to see what happens after. And I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, when when people are saying Trump is the guy and finally we're going to get the, the swamp is going to be drained and we're going to close the border, um, even though I might disagree and I might be skeptical that that's going to happen, I hope you're right and I hope I'm wrong. So I hope all of my analysis and, and what I'm saying turns out to be wrong. And I hope that that Trump is the leader that everyone hopes and expects him to be. And I think we'll, we'll find out, you know, that's the best. The fire break. I right? don't think he's going to drain the swamp, but I think we need a fire break. And I think he's our best shot at having a fire break in this fire break. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. here's the other great thing is if you don't trust, you know, if you're not an idol worshiper and you don't believe that Trump is going to ride in on a white horse and save us all, because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think anyone can. And if you are looking at civics, we, the people, what is the United States of America? It is, um, we are governed by we, the people, self-government. We need to do the things in our own communities. To your point, if we if we organize and activate and raise money and get into those parallel institutions and boycott companies like Bud Light and let, yes, keep the boycott of Bud Light. <laughs> I will say that. Um, and you know, drain the swamp financially in that respect with our individual um, consumer habits and our power of the purse. We have power of the purse as well as individuals. Mm -hmm. Then we can continue to tighten in on them, and that's happening now. I mean, yes. it's happening now, despite who's at the top. So I think that's where, this is why I like you. I mean, this is why we can disagree about things and still have good conversations. Cause I think that at the end of the day, like you love truth, you value truth and you value discourse uh, above all else. And I, you know, I know that about Naomi as well. And, and you as well. yeah. And I think we, we need more of that. So, mm -hmm. you know. I love all the twists and turns of this conversation. I kept you long, an hour and 44 minutes, but you're- That's fine, you're I'll come on anytime. When are you come on my show? Okay, whenever you want, we'll set it up for sure. We'll marry these audiences. Uh, I'll talk to you, maybe we'll do tomorrow night. We'll get you yeah. on for a half hour, hour, right. whatever. Yeah, it sounds uh, Ernie, good. Cousin Ernie will be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually my cousin. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, no, but yeah, no, thanks for having me. And uh, look, I just want to say one thing to the audience and to everyone. Um, just go to the source. Okay. Yeah. Don't believe your favorite sub stack or your favorite tweeter or your favorite personality. Like go to the archives uh, of the presidents, see what they actually did. Yeah. Go and go to Wayback Machine and, you know, put in what was done with customs, what was done with taxes, what was done with wars. Don't believe anyone because everyone is biased. No matter how hard you try, you will put your own spin on things, whether that's through omission trust yourself. You're the best source you have. And, and don't forget that.
Yeah. And we all have angles. We all have angles and, and proclivities and biases. And uh, I think mm -hmm. yeah, you got to acknowledge that and admit it. And then you take everyone with a grain of salt. So that's really great advice. Uh, Brian O'Shea, please tell everyone how they can support you, where they can find you, how they get, can get connected with uh, everything that you're doing every day. And thank you. Thank you for thank you. what you're doing over at Daily Clout, what Naomi is doing. You guys are national heroes in my opinion, but yeah, let people know how they can find you. Sure. Uh, you can find me on uh, X or Twitter at Brian, B-R-I-A-N-S-P-I, on Getter at B-R-I-A-N-O-S-H-E-A, -E uh, Substack, Brian O'Shea, Substack, uh, whatever the URL is. It's called Investigate Everything is my uh, big one. And then on Daily Clout, um, you can find uh, both of our shows, me and JJ Carroll. We have uh, Unrestricted Invasion and then Mostly Peaceful. Mm. Um as well and you can support us there by either joining and subscribing on locals to daily cloud um or just supporting our uh, our affiliate sponsors the wellness company yep. uh do uh what is it, promo code unrestricted and also oh heaven's harvest man have you tried that stuff you gotta try it i'm gonna buy I your love heaven's I'm harvest you gotta buy my heaven's harvest okay. um but it's a, a promo code unrestricted and okay. those are both on the website. You can find them there. And Shannon, certainly send me the, that goat soap thing that really caught my attention because oh, I love I'm that. of parabens now, now that I've, I've looked into them. They're completely natural. They don't get, they don't strip any of the good oils out. It's, it's such an amazing product. I'll give you all the information. Uh, QPGoatSoap.com is, is the company. And Brian O'Shea, I hope you come back again. I love our collaborations. I, lo I love mm -hmm. our feisty discussions. And, um, no, it's, I think it's good. I think it's good to have these, these convos and, uh, your experience and your knowledge and your investigation on what's going down on the border has been really, really valuable. And it's helped me a lot. So thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me. And it's been my pleasure. Okay. Brian O'Shea folks. And, uh, we're going to let you go. We're going to go to break really quickly, and then we will close it out right here. Uh, just a couple minutes on the Shannon Joy Show. Doesn't your dog deserve the best shampoo? Quinn Pittman not only makes the best goat milk soap and shampoo for you, he also found the secret formula for your dog. Here's Tanya. As the owner of a Labradoodle that's very active on our three acres, I have tried several pet shampoos to keep him clean and the home smelling good. Nothing has worked as well as Kewpie Goat Soap's pet shampoo. It cleans really well, it lathers, it is great on fleas, and best of all, it smells amazing. I will never buy another product again. And I know that when I buy from QP Goat Soap, I'm supporting a local family that shares my values. And that is really important to me. Family values. That's what drove Quinn and his family to create a successful family business that makes the best goat milk soap and shampoo for you and your dog. Get yours at QPGoatSoap.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of the Shannon Joy Show. You guys are great. Brian O'Shea is absolutely right. This is one of the best live chats on Rumble. You guys are fantastic. Ernest, 3218. Um, I think that Ernest is one of Brian O'Shea's uh, followers and, and viewers. Welcome to the SJ Live chat. We have CJP Rumble, Studio 8424 says, keep bashing Trump. Yeah, here's the thing. I just, I can, you know, I've been pretty, I think, explicit on 
on Twitter that, you know, I'm pretty much done with the Trump thing. I won't be I won't be uh, supporting him or voting for him. But I'm also not going to go after people who make a different decision about that. So um, here on the show, I know that people have really, really intense feelings about Trump. And a lot of people who support uh, Trump are people that I love, including my sister, who I absolutely adore, and I think my dad and a lot of people in my family. And I'm just, I'm telling you guys right now, I am not going to bash myself up against that rock again in, in this cycle. We're going to cover some of these topics, um, but I am, you know, I'm going to allow people, and I hope that people who support Trump allow people like myself to make decisions about whether or not I'm going to vote for a third party candidate like Bobby Kennedy Jr. I'm not even, I'm not even 100% decisive about that or maybe write in. I mean, I will do something. I'll show up at the polls, but uh, I, I'm, what I'm not going to do is the, the hostage voting. Where, where I'm gagged and tied and dragged to the polls and forced to vote for someone who I don't uh, agree with and I don't think is going to be uh, the right the right step forward for our country. And so I think hopefully if we can do that, if we can make it through this election cycle as a movement, whether it's the medical freedom movement, the basic freedom movement, the conservative movement, whatever, the independent movement, whatever you kind of want to call what we are, and I think it's somewhat fluid, uh, if we can make it through this 2024 cycle and, and go to the polls and vote for someone and maintain the movement and the principles and the values and this organization, I think that that's a win. And so that's really my mission moving forward. I'm going to be very hard on Trump. It's just, you guys know, coming to this venue every day, I'm going to call him out. I don't think he's the right guy. Uh, but again, as I mentioned to Brian, I hope I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things. So you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I love the comments that you guys have. Uh, Vidana is with us today. Let me read some of your comments. And if you have comments that you want me to read right now, now is the time. If I scroll down, I can read them, guys. And, uh, you know, we'll have a little bit of a conversation. By the way, if you're watching on the live chat right now, th thank you so much for being with us. Please give us a thumbs up and follow the Shannon Joy Show. That's how we bust up our numbers and you will know when I go live. So that's the benefit of hitting that follow button and it helps us with the algorithms as well. For those of you watching on Twitter, thanks uh, for watching and please give us a retweet. So we have Vidana who made a, a, a comment, no one is perfect. Uh, it really is a lost opportunity that um, in the Trump era, uh, to defend and support no matter what, instead of calling him out and forcing a course correction. That is such a good point, Vidana. And that's what I was talking with Brian about a little bit earlier in the program. We have a movement. If you look at um, independent conservatism, medical freedom movement, there are platforms, there are voices, there are people who have bully pulpits. I picked on Steve Bannon and Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino today on the show in terms of of pushing. They, they have an enormous amount of power in and of themselves by nature of their platforms. So rather than covering for Trump, rather than giving him a pass on everything, rather than always being on defense against the left regarding Trump and covering up what he does wrong and not challenging him when he's on the wrong path, instead of doing that, you have to be robust and you have to, to push him. Because what we've seen through history with Trump is that when he is pushed, 
when he is challenged by conservatives and conservatives with platforms, he will course correct. The problem was there was a vacuum within the conservative movement. And I'm not sure why that is, whether it's a money-making operation or what, but uh, you do not see the things that I'm doing right now when I push back against Trump, you won't see happen in those larger platforms. And that's a shame because it has the impact of, of shaping what he is going to do and what he thinks he can get away with. And many politicians operate on the path of least resistance. They're just going to do what is easiest, what the donors like, what uh, the power players within their party like, and they're just going to do that in a knee-jerk fashion, least um, resistance possible. And if you don't push back, then they're just going to they're going to continue to kind of fall into the swamp in the swamp like ways. So, Vedana, I really do appreciate that comment. We also have um, Lupine, who is with us. Who was it in Shannon Joy's show that said the way to win the game is to not play? Kind of feel that way about my vote and Trump. And I agree. I, I think the way this is why for me, a win in 2024 is that the medical freedom movement and the freedom movement in general and the independent broadcast that is emerging out of this is remains intact and is not torn apart. So that's me not playing the game. I'm not going to fall into you have to vote for Trump or Biden. And if you don't, you're a lame loser and uh, the, the defeat is going to be your fault. And I'm not going to do the attacking. I'm not going to attack my colleagues in this movement who decide to go for Trump and who want to support Trump. I'm not doing it. And I'm not going to attack, attack the people in this movement that want to write in DeSantis. And I'm not going to attack people who want to vote for RFK Jr. This is a this is a, a constitutional republic with elements of democracy, which is voting. And one of those elements is you have to vote and not be coerced to vote, to vote against your will. And so to me, if that happens, then we're going to be okay. Studio 8424 says, hold the line on truth. Um, giving ground to Trump is losing ground. I agree. You know, uh, Steve Dace even came out yesterday with a tweet that was kind of like, I think in the same vein of Brian, basically, okay, now we're stuck with Trump and Biden. It's a lesser of two evil you know, the country, you know, we're at a very critical moment. And I don't think that Steve Dace came out and said that he was going to support Trump. I didn't read through really uh, closely the whole thing, but I think it was kind of an opening. And some people were kind of criticizing him for that. I'm not going to do that. I, Steve can vote for whoever he wants to. And Steve can talk about whoever he wants to on his platform. And so can Brian. And we're all going to be okay. Because I think that more conversation is better as long as you're being honest. And so that's what we're just going to try to do. Bubbles 2020 is with us, but honestly, is voting going to do anything since elections are rigged in our banana republic? Bubbles 22, that is another great point. And here's the other issue <laughs> that I have. Unfortunately, if you watch Con Inc. and if you watch some of the platforms that we've mentioned today, it is constantly talking about the elections are rigged, Dominion voting machines, you can't trust the electorate. It's all, a, you know, a deep state apparatus. And so I don't understand the logic of making us put all of our eggs in the electoral basket when we're being told time and time again that the electoral basket is rigged, that the elections are rigged. And there's not really doing a whole lot to make sure that they're secure in 2024. And if you want an example of what 
of what Republicans can do. Just take a look at what Ron DeSantis did in the state of Florida. He put through and he was attacked, eviscerated by the donor class for putting through, um, you know, certain regulations about voting. You have to have an ID to vote in Florida. I don't believe they do early voting. There are a couple different um, electoral reform uh, initiatives that were put through by DeSantis to secure the election. So there's a, there's a, you know, steps to take, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, right? So DeSantis did that in Florida. Now, granted, he's the president, he has a Republican legislature and people will say, well, oh my gosh, you know, Biden's the president and they're just going to cheat. So again, why are we putting, why are we going to obsess for the next you know, nine months on all of talk radio and all of conservative media about this election when there's a really good chance they could rig it again. And that doesn't mean I'm not saying go out and vote, go out and vote. But uh, these, these are themes that I see coming from conservative media that don't make sense to me. And it looks as if your intuition, those of you who are chatting on the live chat, you're hearing the same things, right? Like, how can you, they're telling us the elections are rigged over and over and over and unsettling us. Yet they're telling us to focus incessantly 100%, not on what we could do at the local level, at the individual level, at the familial level, at the organizational level, at the state level, and at our local congressional level. We're not supposed to look at that, just focus like a laser on one election, 2024, Trump versus Biden. And that's it. That's the only way we're going to win. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I just think there needs to be more context to a lot of the discussions. And, and what I see on conservative media is really just it's it's uh, tr uh, Trump, MAGA, Don Jr., 24-7. And then, you know, Biden, 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 Biden and the stolen elections and Hillary's emails and, you know, whatever the latest scandal is. And I just don't know how that helps us. Right. Nautical is with us on the live chat. We're going to wrap it up pretty soon here. I'm just having fun reading your comments. Oh my gosh, I'm going almost two hours today. This is insane. Um, we have Observer, uh, Observer, yeah, 2777. Uh, Do not think I came to bring peace on earth. Scripture, Matthew 1034. Uh, but a sword, yeah, that's true. Trust no one. And I agree. I really, you know, you, what did Reagan say? Trust, but verify. And keep an eye out and remember, everyone has angles. I think that Brian gave some really good um, advice about how to discern. And again, like that's going to be the key here in this year is, is figuring out what sources to trust. And I would say any source that is willing to have these conversations and debates and actually talk about these things that are not insulated, those are probably going to be the sources that you're going to want to take a look at. And yeah, just, you know, be vigilant, be skeptical, be thorough. Do your own research. Take everything with a grain of salt, even the things that I say to you. And uh, at the end of the day, though, let's try to keep this movement together. Because again, I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the key. So thank you guys. We're going to close it out now. Again, uh, so good to be with all of you today. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all again right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Please, please, please support our sponsors, Shell Shock CBD, the best CBD on the market. I use the rack out. Again, I cannot tell you, I sleep like a baby every single night. They have a whole line of CBD products, both THC and non-THC. John Burke is the owner of Shellshock CBD. He's a veteran and they support the Shannon Joy Show. So if you want the best quality CBD at the best prices 
on the market. Make sure that you shop at Shellshock CBD and also use the promo code SHANNONJOY because you will get an extra 10% off of your purchase. And again, there's a 100% money back guarantee as well. So when you support our advertisers, you support this show and allow us to live for another day. Also, our good friends over at qpgoatsoap.com, of course, love them as well. And if you want to support this show and in the independent work that I do here every day, these conversations, if you want more of them, if you think they're valuable, uh, please go to theshannonjoy.com, theshannonjoy.com. That is my website. And you can set up either a one-time contribution donation to support our independent efforts, or you can set up a monthly contribution. So many of you do those um, small dollar amounts, five bucks a month, $10 a month, really, really meaningful. And it allows me to do uh, what I do every day here on the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, great show says studio, studio 84, 24. I have gallons and gallons of ice cold water over here. So funny. Uh, yeah, it was a hot show. So thank you guys for uh, the conversation. Thank you for the live chat. Thank you for your support. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Daily Clout. They elevate the Shannon Joy show as well. Thank you to Brian O'Shea, uh, who came in for a discussion about the border, but we had a much larger and more wide-ranging discussion that I actually really, really enjoyed. And I just appreciate all of you. We will be back tomorrow to do it all again right here on the Shannon Joy show. Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.